Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Yellow Pages' second quarter 2020 earnings release call. Today's conference call contains forward-looking information about Yellow Pages' outlook, objectives, and strategy. These statements are based on assumptions and are subject to important risks and uncertainties. Yellow Pages' actual results could differ materially from expectations discussed. The details of Yellow Pages' caution regarding forward-looking information, including key assumptions and risks, can be found in Yellow Pages' management discussion and analysis for the third quarter of 2018. This call is being recorded and webcasted, and all the disclosure documents are available on the company's website and on CEDAR. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. David Eckert, President and Chief Executive Officer. Please go ahead, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good morning, everyone, uh, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, we have a lot to tell you about today. We're looking forward to doing that. Um, I'd like to start with some fairly wide-ranging remarks, and then I'll pass it over to Franco Shinamblo, our Chief Financial Officer, who will provide some more detail on our second quarter results. And then uh, Franco and Sherilyn King, our Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Customer Service, and I will uh, be happy to answer your questions. Uh, first thing I'd like to comment on is uh, we are reporting what I think are outstanding results for, for our second quarter. Uh, our uh, pr profitability, our EBITDA minus CapEx, uh, post, is, posts at 45.8% uh, of revenue. Uh, I think that's uh, the company's best, uh, best performance uh, in that measure since uh, somewhere around the year 2012. Um, uh, second, um, our revenue, um, uh, while the uh, COVID crisis did uh, ding our second quarter revenue, uh, it was only by a few percentage points, I think around two and a half, uh, uh, compared to the prior quarter. Um, and uh, I'm very heartened by this. Uh, I think uh, I'm very, uh, very pleased by the response uh, that our entire organization has had to uh, the challenges that every business in, in, around the world has been facing. Um, the attitude that uh, permeates uh, our organization about this is uh, that the show must go on. Um, we, uh, we made the uh, important decision to retain virtually all of our employees. We did not furlough anybody. Um, we had virtually everybody working from home uh, within about a week of when the crisis hit us uh, here in Canada. Uh, and uh, I think we've been uh, nimble and aggressive about uh, adopting and uh, deploying uh, sales and marketing approaches that are, you know, tailored to the, uh, to the uh, current situation. And I think all of that uh, uh, helped us post what I think are um, uh, surprisingly good, uh, surprisingly little effect uh, on our uh, revenue of the COVID uh, crisis in the second quarter. Um, I'm also uh, extremely pleased 
that as a result of the uh, favorable uh, profitability and uh, tight management and therefore uh, continued very good cash generation in the second quarter, um, that uh, we, uh, as of now, uh, we have more than extinguished our net debt. Um, our current cash in the bank, as of I think yesterday, was around $110 million. And even the face amount of our remaining interest-bearing debt, which is our exchangeable debentures, uh, is only $107 million. And so we, uh, we have more cash in the bank than we have uh, debt that we hold. And uh, so in, in, in that sense, uh, we are debt-free. Uh, as most listeners and participants on this call will know, um, we are electing to wait until on or around May 31st to uh, fully repay that debt at par, uh, simply to avoid uh, an early payment uh, penalty that we would incur if, uh, if we did not wait until then. But for all intents and purposes, we feel that we're now, uh, for the first time in I don't know how long, um, probably when I was a child, uh, debt-free uh, in this company. Um, a little joke about when I was a child. I, I really don't remember when the company, and don't know in my head when the company was debt-free. But, uh, but I do know it wasn't very recently. Um, so uh, to us, that's a significant milestone. Uh, we very much uh, like uh, being able to uh, operate uh, in, that, in that way. Um, our, uh, let me also address uh, uh, what we see as uh, the outlook for our revenues uh, based on the, our bookings uh, to date. Uh, we are encouraged. Uh, about that, um, uh, while we do expect a very modest additional hit from COVID to our revenue curve uh, for another maybe couple of quarters, uh, our booking trends are already approaching pre-COVID levels. Um, earlier in the year, frankly, we were concerned that that might not turn out to be the case. I think everybody in the world has been concerned. And, and some companies and some industries and some situations, uh, we all know sadly, uh, have been ravaged uh, by the effects of the uh, COVID pandemic. So we're very heartened and encouraged, uh, not only with the uh, uh, very modest effect on our revenue in the second quarter, uh, but also by what we've seen in our bookings, which as anybody who knows our business knows is the uh, leading indicator uh, of our reported revenue. Uh, further, uh, as we have analyzed the, the easing, the, the, the modest effect that has occurred and the, the um, weakening that has occurred, such as it has been uh, in our bookings, um, uh, we, uh, what we see is that almost all of that uh, is not uh, additional lost customers uh, either because they've gone out of business or because they just stopped, for whatever reason, stopped purchasing our services or whatever, but rather uh, simply that some of our uh, customers have elected to uh, ease the amount of their spending with us at the moment. Um, I draw that distinction because uh, we feel that it is uh, significantly more doable to regain that revenue, uh, uh, even such as the loss has been, 
um, than it would have been if what we were experiencing was uh, uh, significantly more losses of customers or significant numbers of our customers going out of business or things like that. So uh, we are uh, quite confident that we can resume the bending of our revenue curve, as we call it, uh, 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 quite promptly. Um, and, and I note that um, uh, we have um, a couple of uh, important announcements uh, to make uh, about our uh, programs to do that. Uh, we are today announcing uh, two very important initiatives designed to uh, importantly help us continue to bend that revenue curve. Uh, one is we are uh, uh, introducing uh, and phasing over the next 120 days uh, three new uh, exciting products, uh, which we can describe if, in deta more detail if you'd like in our uh, Q&A period. Uh, second, and probably even more important, um, we are, uh, between now and the end of the year, uh, significantly ramping up uh, our capacity and our effort to uh, generate new accounts by at least doubling or perhaps tripling uh, the size of our telesales operation. Uh, the vast majority of our new accounts uh, come through that operation. Uh, I believe it runs very well and very scientifically. We feel like we have a, a, it's a very successful new account generation capability, uh, but we just need to do more of it. And this is the moment in time these, these new initiatives, we probably, frankly, would have launched a little sooner were it not for COVID, but we wanted to make sure to secure the business and make sure everything's uh, in, in good shape uh, with respect to COVID uh, before launching these two initiatives. Uh, but we feel that we're, um, uh, we, we manage the telesales operation well, uh, and we just need to do more of it, and so that's what we're going to do. Um, and finally, uh, uh, three important notes regarding our uh, cash. Uh, first, our board of directors has again uh, declared a quarterly dividend. This is not a surprise. Uh, uh, we've led everybody to expect this, I think. But uh, uh, the board of directors has formally declared a quarterly di dividend, uh, again, uh, again, of 11 cents a share. Uh, second, um, just confirming that we have implemented the voluntary doubling of our currently required contributions to our defined benefit pension plan for the benefit of our retirees, which we announced previously. And finally, uh, on Monday, uh, we will be launching a normal course issuer bid for shares of our common stock. Uh, as I said, that, that begins on Monday. Um, so we are, uh, I think, bullish, and especially under the circumstances gratified, uh, very gratified at the performance of the company uh, through this uh, COVID period uh, as evidenced by our results in the second quarter. And um, at this juncture, I think I'd like to uh, pass the microphone over to uh, Franco Shinambo, our uh, Chief Financial Officer, to provide a little more detail and color on our results from the second quarter. Franco. Thanks, David. Uh, good morning, everyone. As you will recall, we report our operations in two segments, the first of which is the YP segment, which provides digital and traditional marketing solutions to small and medium-sized businesses across Canada. The second segment is the other segment, which includes the operations of businesses we have disposed of or liquidated over the last two years. 
Since the third quarter of 2019, we haven't had any operations in the other segment. So our results are now entirely made up of the YP segment, and this is where my comments will be focused. I'll now take you through our financial results for the second quarter ended June 30th, 2020. Our revenues for the YP segment decreased year-over-year by $18.3 million, or 17.2%, and amounted to $88.3 million. The decrease for the quarter is due to the decline of our higher-margin digital and print products and, to a lesser extent, our lower-margin digital service and resale products. This change in product mix created pressure on our margins. Our revenues were also negatively impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, which mostly affected customer spend rather than customer renewal rates. YP Digital revenues decreased 15.8% to $64.4 million due to a decrease in the number of customers. This was partially offset by an eighth consecutive quarter of higher spend per customer, despite pressure on spend in this quarter due to the pandemic. YP print revenues decreased by 20.8% to $23.8 million from both the decline in the number of customers and lower spend per customer. The pressure from lower overall revenue and change in product mix negatively impacted adjusted EBITDA for the quarter, which was partially offset by cost reductions across the company and by a $4.8 million emergency wage subsidy, as well as paused spending related to the COVID-19 pandemic. As a result, adjusted EBITDA decreased year-over-year year by $1.5 million or 3.4% to $41.9 million, while EBITDA margin increased from 40.7% to 47.5%. Additionally, our CapEx was lower due to a decreased spending on software development, resulting in a consolidated adjusted EBITDA less CapEx that was virtually flat year-over-year. Year. It decreased by only $0.2 million or 0.6% to $40.4 million, while adjusted EBITDA less CapEx margin increased from 38.1% to 45.8%. We do expect some pressure on margin in upcoming quarters from a, from a modest additional revenue impact relating to the COVID-19 pandemic and from an, our investments in our telesales capacity, as David referred to earlier. As at June 30th, our total workforce had decreased 29% year-over-year to 672 employees, this was a key driver for our reduced spend. For the quarter, we recorded restructuring and other charges of uh, 0.1 million, uh, consisting mainly of a 0.9 million charge associated with workforce reductions, partially offset by 0.5 million recovery for office closures, mainly related to revised estimates. Net earnings for the quarter increased to 22.0 million from 14.6 million for the same period last year. The improvement in profitability of $7.4 million is mainly due to reduced financial charges, reduced depreciation and amortization expenses, and reduced restructuring and other charges, partially offset by lower adjusted EBITDA. And as also, as David mentioned earlier, as of June 30th, 2020, our net debt, excluding lease obligations, was only $2.1 million with a cash balance of 97.7, and as of August 5th, 2020, our cash balance was $109.7 million, making the company debt-free on this basis. Given this strong cash position, the Board of Directors approved a dividend of $0.11 cents per common share to be paid on September 15, 2020, to shareholders of record as at August 28, 2020, and also approved a normal course issuer bid to repurchase up to $5 million in common shares. This concludes our formal remarks. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. 
We will now take your questions. Thank you. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If at any time you wish to cancel your question, please press the pound sign. Please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while the participants register for questions. Thank you for your patience. Once again, please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There are no questions registered at this time. I would like to turn the meeting over back to Mr. Eckert. Uh, well, uh, we thank you all very much for uh, joining our call today. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. We're looking uh, very much forward to uh, the future. Uh, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again um, next quarter. Thank you for joining us. Have a good day. Thank you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and we thank you for your participation. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.